anybody out there Is there anybody out there Out there. Hello, and welcome back to the Plutocracy Report on the great PRN, where you can get health and healing and in-depth research scientific information, environmental, economic, food, politics, music, it's all here, baby. Well, I'm Vince Marcanti, and what do I got to offer? I'm just some working stiff from Chicago. Who has the natural desire to explicate why things are the way they are? Root causality and systemic solutions is what interests me. And I personally think it's good to have someone telling us to focus on the bigger picture. I mean, even when you're still in the process of discovering hidden truth about politics or health or anything, an open mind is always learning. I talk about the systemic problems the human race must fix. And I try to be amusing, but, you know, I, I'm sarcastic and I insult people and I do different accents. And I bring this up because it was brought to my attention that some people might find that a bit offensive. <laughs> well, if you feel that way, uh, I just gotta say, get over it! That's racist mind control PC crap! I don't discriminate. I insult all people equally. And I do Italian accents, Chinese, Mexican, Southerners, European, African Americans, and pasty white eggheads. I'll do whoever the hell I want. So thinking someone shouldn't be allowed to imitate different ethnicities from your own, to me that is racist. So come off it. We the subjugated sheepies must come together to end this omnicidal plutonomy system. So we need to talk to each other openly. And that can't happen if we're easily offended and have no freaking sense of humor. The media tries to keep us divided and disconnected with this politically correct news operation they got going on. Their job is to keep racism alive. It's part of the control structure. But kind and rational people can never be racist. We know the only thing that truly makes us different from each other is our beliefs. And those can be changed voluntarily. We only need to agree on two things honesty and compassion but since i got this complaint after last show from a south side irishman fine i won't even try to be funny ever again on this show and it'll be all serious business from now on okay snowflakes also i was told by an old acquaintance that i sound like an anti-american fanatic over my views on foreign policy oh my gosh come on that's so stupid People act like it's a team you got to root for, just like their hometown football team, you know. The Bears! I pointed out to him, my views are based on facts and unbiased conclusions, and I disapprove of our government's actions, and I think we can do better. Doesn't that sound like pro-American people? I'm anti-American government because it has been usurped by a plutocrat nexus of pure evil, and to me, the word America is just the name of their profit-yielding conglomerate. I'm a humanitarian. I am against all governments that perpetrate socioeconomic inequality. And I want to see this country rise to greatness via plutocracy overthrow. And I want to institute a people's governance of sanity and humanity. Now, how can that be bad? I say that's pro-American. His reply, expectedly, was, None of that stuff you wish for is ever going to happen. So you have to support what our military is doing, even if some of it's kind of bad. 
you got a good life here because of what our troops do. You do nothing but complain about your government, and you got a house, and you get to golf and party every weekend. Some people in other countries wish they had it half as good as you do. You're a traitor who doesn't appreciate what you have. You can't argue with someone like that because they base their beliefs on program tradition, not on what their heart tells them. Like, right from wrong. <laughs> Our culture is used as a control structure of the mind, so people believe, this is as good as it gets. And it's been like this for a long, long time. There used to be more people who thought like that and would give the same reply, and they would gang up on me at, at social gatherings and stuff when I <laughs> gave my political views, which I always did, no matter how outnumbered I was. I once called people like that the volunteer sheepy police because that's what they do. They keep each other in line. But I am sensing that times are changing and people who still think they're super patriots for supporting insane waste and destruction are beginning to feel embarrassed now as their numbers are dropping. I think this is in part to more and more people finally not trusting the plutocrat media and seeing how infantile it all is. The sad thing is that these ex-sheepies that have finally awoken to the fact that we live in a plutocracy, well, they're still mostly cynical people, and say to me, Yeah, fine, I guess you were right all along, but it doesn't matter anyways. No one can change anything. And what have you ever done other than complain about plutocracy? I mean, you never ran for office or did anything. You didn't even go to college. You're a self-employed loser, Vince. <laughs> but it's all right because there's nothing you can do anyways. So just chill out and watch the game. Enough political talk from you. Well, I guess I can't really argue about that. And it's true. We can't really do anything individually that'll cause a major change to the system we have. Only collectively can we overthrow the system. But I do believe I do my part of individual resistance by having my life be a friction to the machine. I don't play the game of customary, consumption-based American lifestyle. I'm a bad citizen for the plutocrats because I don't help the plutonomy enough. The powers that shouldn't be don't like people like me because I'm a low consumer. I don't use the big banks. I have a credit union. I don't take out loans. I don't use credit cards. I drive the same car that I take care of, and I continue to drive it till it falls apart. I don't buy new crap. The only stuff I buy is stuff I need, and I do things myself. I fix and restore old stuff. I work for myself, and I get my own jobs, and I stay healthy, so I never go to the doctor. And I never take pills. And I have no desire to fit in with modern style anyways. Well, when we do go out and spend some dough, you know, we go to family-owned restaurants. And I tip well. But I personally don't join the game of crave to consume. I don't even buy Christmas gifts. Not one. I give my family 50 bucks each and a homemade card that I draw, you know, childlike artwork on, and I write something nice to express my love. I don't want to fit in with any group. I just want to be myself, and being myself is an outsider to the customary lifestyle we're told we need to fit into. Also, I think I got it all figured out, and I know our culture of consumerism is just a freaking game, and I don't want to play it. That's why I'm a friction to the machine. You know, it's true. Other than that, all I've really done is talked about it. But talking is good, right? Because nothing gets done until you first talk about it. So tell people not to be so apathetic. Tell them how important government is to our lives because of the decisions our leaders make. And look how stupid it all is and blatantly in servitude to the voracious elite. The need for change is so blatant right now. It's clear for all to see. Just look at the mainstream news. Don't you get sick and angry when you know the truth? 
you look at the world differently and you see nothing but plutocrat propaganda and lies of omission and scripted political pageantry out there while alternative reporting is being censored and shadow banned. I want to get into more plutocrat censorship later. But let's start the show with a quote from a true blue plutocrat puppet who became president in the year 2000 and was re-elected in 2004 because he was so great. Again, proving that Americans prefer childish sock puppet imbeciles over intelligent humanitarians like Ralph Nader to be president. You know, because only a pre-selected and vetted dummycrat or republican can win, right? Any other third-party candidate is just a spoiler for one of the two parties. Just ignore them. Nowadays, they'll call them uh, Russian assets, right? Hillary Clinton! It doesn't matter anyways. One person can't change anything. The whole system must change. Everyone in government that takes plutocrat dough must be replaced by non-wealthy people with morals and common sense. The clowns and scoundrels in politics today are not morally qualified because they support plutocracy, you know, because they're rich already and they're doing just fine. And they have no creativity or ideas to make things better for all. While Georgie Boy Bush was the dumbest president ever until Chumpa Wumpa was elected. And Georgie Boy lied almost as much as Trump does and was only slightly better at speaking English. You know, it's a close race between those two dimwit. But, you know, now he's all cute and cuddly because he pals around with Ellen the Degenerate. (laughs) She made him so cute. He's such a nice guy now. Well, one time he actually said something that was real truth. And we should remember this. At a signing ceremony for a defense spending bill on August 5th, 2004, Georgie Boy Bush gave an unintentionally ominous progress report on the war of plutocrat terror. Even more significant is the fact that he was reading from a prepared text. (laughs) So listen closely. This is when the ruling elite told us what they are really doing. Third, this bill meets our commitment to America's armed forces by preparing them to meet the threats of tomorrow. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful. And so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. Did you get that? Listen again in case you missed it. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. That was the truth that slipped out. They never stop thinking of how they can harm us by economic inequality and plunder and theft of our tax dollars and our future and livelihood just to further enrich the obscenely rich. This should be clear and obvious to all by now, but we here in America just seem to put up with it or ignore it or think voting harder next time might make things better. Well, many countries around the world are waking up and stepping up to rebel against plutocracy, you know, which they are calling neoliberalism. That's the big word they use now. You know, anything but the correct word that is the most appropriate, I guess. People are afraid to call it what it is. Rule by the greedy rich. Maybe because they don't want to offend other rich people that they know, which really aren't part of the plutocracy, they're just kind of rich. That, that's not who we're talking about. We're talking about the people who affect government policy with their riches. Uh, whatever. I just wish we could all use the same word, plutocracy, so we all know who we're fighting against. Anyways, in just 12 weeks, mass protests have erupted across five continents. Global resentment against the plutocratic establishment is an underlying theme of these demonstrations. People everywhere are tired of spending lifetime after lifetime maintaining this dynasty of the rich. Around the world, people watch films about feudal kings and emperors who banqueted in their castles while their subjects starved in the ghettos outside. And they wonder how these kings could have justified such opulence and survived in the midst of so much misery. They drive past the 
grandiose mansions, mega yachts, and luxury jets of the current billionaires and ask the same questions of our time. Well, you know what? Not in America. Here they see the gross display of greed and say, I can't wait till I win the lottery and buy my own yacht and drive around my old neighborhood in a limousine. And I'm going to laugh at all the poor peoples who didn't pick the right numbers. And I'm going to yell, look at me, losers. I'm rich now. You know, because rich people can't feel good about themselves unless they can see a lot of people are poor. There are no protests here in the homeland of the plutonomy structure. But all over the world, people are rising up. Hong Kong, Spain, Chile, Lebanon, Iraq, Haiti, Ecuador, Indonesia, Peru, Sudan, France. Uh, Bolivia's been rocked by a plutocrat takeover, and the people are standing up against it now. And some of them are being hurt bad and killed. There are common themes running throughout this widespread global uprising. The unrest is marked by a deep dissatisfaction with an economic order of plutocracy that benefits elites over others, combined with outrage against authoritarianism and the use of force to quell dissent. American-style free market globalism and crony capitalism has devastated communities all over the world, and people have finally had enough. And I'm thrilled that people are waking up to the fact that just making some presidential plutocrat puppet resign well that's not enough they want to see an overturning of the entire corrupt system they have suffered under this is the wake-up call the world needs and what i've been waiting for my whole freaking adult life this is from last week france is paralyzed by over the worst nationwide strike for decades yeah well maybe it's the best one ever and not just in decades but in history The news never says, this is the biggest ever. It's always just one of the biggest. They don't want to be definitive about anything. With schools shutting and public transport grinding to a halt as furious public sector workers protest pension reforms. Ah, come on now. Protest the whole goddamn system, you frog-eating Frenchies. Run the elite scumbags out. Start with Macron, then replace everyone in your silly little government. Better yet, off with their heads! The the plutocrats have run roughshod over the global economy and destroyed our social structure by privatizing everything, and now it's impossible to ignore or argue how bad plutocracy is. Over the last 10 years, the richest 400 Americans doubled their wealth. They hoard $3 trillion now. So it's clear who the government and economic system solely works for. So, I ask you, why aren't American sheepies rising up like we are seeing in countries across the entire planet? Well, here is a headline from Code Pink, uh, which is an organization I fully support. The waves of protests breaking out in country after country around the world is making some people wonder, why aren't Americans rising up in peaceful protest like our neighbors? Yes, Code Pink. Why indeed? Because we are at the very heart of this plutonomy system that is force-feeding the systemic injustice and inequality of global plutocracy. We are suffering from many of the same abuses that have fueled mass protests in other countries, including high rents, you know, like in Hong Kong, stagnant wages, cradle-to-grave debt, even rising economic inequality privatized rip-off health care, a shredded social safety net, abysmal public transportation, and crumbling infrastructure, systemic political corruption, and endless war. No, we still don't have enough reasons to revolt, huh? Yeah, okay, sheepies. The leaders are still keeping the lights on so far. So, just enjoy what you got and go shopping for Christmas gifts. And don't forget to kill a tree just to put in your house for a few weeks and throw it out. I saw a news story that these Christmas tree killers from Michigan brought thousands and thousands of dead trees to sell to Chicago people. And they were so kind that they even gave some poor people who couldn't afford a tree a free dead Christmas tree. Isn't that just what they need? Jeez, we have the stupidest traditions, you know. 
Jesus loves when we kill a beautiful pine tree in honor of his supposed birthday. I'm no fan of the Christmas tree massacre tradition. I think you can tell. I hate it. Don't cut down perfectly healthy trees for a stupid tradition. Well, let me tell you why so many Americans are clueless, inactive, and delusional sheepies. Americans put their hopes in a delusion that we live in a free nation, you know, of majority rule democracy or democracy, because some still think electoral campaigns may bring about meaningful change. That's pure brainwashing. How can you still believe that, sheepies? Election campaigns in most countries, you know, they last for a few months with strict limits on financing and advertising to try to pretend like they ensure fair elections, even though they only have plutocrat lackeys in government in all developed nations. But Americans pour millions of hours and billions of dollars into multi-year election campaigns run by an ever-growing sector of the commercial advertising industry. I told you in the past many times that campaigns here never end because sheepies still pretend they might make a difference in something other than rhetoric and delusions that hope and change will come if we just vote harder. <laughs> but clearly, no systemic or even meaningful change will come as long as our government rules for preserving this plutocracy at all costs. Now, electoral politics should be a vehicle for change, of course, but that's only if we lived in a true democracy free of bogus parties and plutocrats. This neoliberal model of corporate-bought politics ensures that Congress, people, and presidents of both parties are accountable only to the ruling 1%, you know, who pay to play. Former President Jimmy Carter has bluntly described what Americans euphemistically call campaign finance as a system of legalized bribery? Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, Jimmy, that's pretty freaking obvious. Don't we all know that by now? Yeah. So why do we still play the fixed election game? Why don't we end the buying of power and replace every politician with humane people who want only a reasonable salary to work for the benefit of all their constituents? And let's use the democratic process of public referendums so we can choose what's best for us. Not just the goddamn and inhumane greedy class who derives power from their ill-gotten riches. It's not that hard to do. We just need to unite in this demand and take to the streets in protest and general strike and boycott. And then the soldiers and cops will join us. And boom! We take back the country in 2020. We can't wait. We got to do it now. Power concedes nothing without demand. It never did and it never will. Now, the biggest form of sheepy sedation is the corporate media, of course, and the delusional American dream ideology that keeps people struggling and competing to improve their lives on a strictly individual basis instead of demanding a fairer society and, you know, how about better health care, education, and public services that we all need and deserve? We don't think being social and doing what's best for all is a good thing. You know why? Because of the American capitalist ideology that we were brainwashed with generation after generation. But the truth is harder to ignore now. And I think we can change. People are waking up and starting to realize the American dream is bullcrap. And they ain't going to become rich like the people in the Christmas commercials, you see? You know, where the wimpy, yuppie, rich guy buys two brand new SUVs for $50,000 each, you know, just for him and his wife for Christmas, the perfect Christmas gift. Buy your wife an SUV. And, you know, they put a cute bow tie on each of them, and it's parked outside the mansion. And the woman says, oh, I love it. But she picks the one that the guy wanted because it's uh, he didn't want the red one. He wanted the black one. Oh, my God, do I hate those commercials. We honest working stiffs will never be that rich. We can't give our wives a freaking SUV for Christmas. You know, unless you win the lottery 
or find a way to scam people really bad, you know, like most rich people do. But we are all in this together. So let's get that straight. Improve the life of all of us, including the most down and out. I mean, don't we want to live in a fair and just, compassionate society instead of hoping to join the lucky leisure class so you no longer care about the poor and less fortunate? A society that looks after all the people is happier and healthier and safer because crime goes down when you eliminate poverty. The corporate media and plutocrat propaganda keeps Americans uninformed and docile. The U.S. corporate media system is also unique, both in its consolidated corporate ownership and in its limited news coverage. Endlessly downsized newsrooms and a narrow range of viewpoints. Its economics reporting reflects the interests of its corporate owners and advertisers and omits things like quantitative easing, repo market bailouts, and real economic statistics. Its domestic reporting and debates are strictly framed and limited by the prevailing rhetoric of Democratic and Republican leaders. Its anemic foreign policy coverage is editorially dictated by the State Department and the Pentagon. We know this is true, don't we? This plutocrat propaganda media system wraps the public in a cocoon of myths, euphemisms, and misinformation to leave us exceptionally ignorant about our own country and the world we live in. We need to educate ourselves and spread the truth and government censorship demands is in full gear to avoid people from waking up. In case some of you, you know, are smart enough to check out and not watch the goddamn propaganda news anymore, well, let me give you an example of what mainstream news is. Now, lately, the lead story is always the weekly storm with a warm side and a chemically nucleated cold side. And all they report on is cold, 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 and snow, snow, snow. You know, so we all say, well, where did global warming go, Al Gore? Then they talk about the impeachment pageant for peasants every single day, repeating the same crap. Was it a quid pro quo? And then the other guy says, it was a perfect phone call. Perfect. None of it matters one bit to anyone. It's all pageantry and distraction. Then they report the shootings of the day. Then the rest of the broadcast is all fluffy stuff the sheepies must really like. These are actual news stories that I wrote down from a, a few weeks ago. They had this important story. The Grinch, who snuck out of the bushes and scared two little kids, and their faces was so funny as they ran away. And it went viral on social media. Oh, how cute it all was. Then they told us to stay tuned through the commercials, which were about some new pills with 20 deadly side effects that you should ask your doctor about. And when they came back, we got to hear the incredible idea someone had to bring cute dogs to grade schools, you know, to help the kids learn. And they went into great detail on that. And it was so cute. Then they reported the breaking news, important to all of us, that Austin Martin has a new SUV to appeal to women. Their new sexy SUV is only $190,000. Well in range of all of us to buy that. <laughs> God. Then after more commercials, they reported how 50 sets of twins and their mothers posed for a wonderful Christmas photo at Woodfield Mall. It was such great reporting and so cute. And then there was a story of pure outrage. And people in the city of Chicago were so concerned about this and they were angry. They don't get angry much, but this made them really angered. Chicago's new Starbucks is the biggest in the world. But some people are disappointed because they don't serve frappuccinos there. Good Lord, how pathetic is that? To call that news and omit all pertinent issues going on in the world. They always end the news with a cute story, too. Like this one they had. A blind dog named Piglet 
is teaching kids to persevere in school. <laughs> oh, it was so cute. <laughs> Jeez. That's what they see as what to best report on for us childlike sheepies. We don't need to know about the unprecedented fire in Australia or protests around the world. American mainstream news is to keep us uninformed and dumb. Add this to the endless distractions of Hollywood crap movies and video games. Now they got virtual reality and uh, the campaign slogan is Reality, get out of here. Leave me alone, reality. I'm doing my video games. And then you got franchise sports, consumerism, and the drudgery that comes with working several jobs to make ends meet. The resulting political passivity of Americans is not some strange accident of American culture, but the intended product of a mutually reinforcing web of economic, political, and media systems that keep the American public confused, distracted, and convinced of our own powerlessness. Remember that. We are made to feel powerless. That's the main viewpoint they want us to have. We are powerless to change anything. Most sheepies don't want to know anything about our government. Just pick a side and vote. That's all you're required to do in this wonderful democracy, right? They don't know or want to know anything our government is doing. Bertolt Brechtit said this, The worst illiterate is the political illiterate. He hears nothing, sees nothing, takes no part in political life. He doesn't seem to know that the cost of living, the price of beans, of flour, of rent, of medicines, all depends on political decisions. He even prides himself on his political ignorance. Sticks out his chest and says he hates politics. He doesn't know, the imbecile, that from his political non-participation comes the prostitute, the abandoned child, the robber, and worst of all, corrupt officials, the lackeys of exploitative multinational corporations. Yeah, you non-political sheepies, just ignore it all. The leaders will take care of everything for you. No, idiots. To have a true people's democracy, we the people must be involved 100%. Voting on issues and having constant oversight on how our money is being spent. So plutocracy requires the sheepies to disengage from politics and, you know, pretend we're all powerless to change anything. Well, I say let's end this plutocrat hypnosis and remind people that our government does not work for us in our best interests it's in total servitude to the plutonomy and sick sociopaths who don't feel repulsive for violently being so greedy and hoarding so much wealth and it's time to take it back now did you ever look at the faces or eyes of the billionaires and politicians are these not the most goofy and demented-looking people in the world? I mean, you can see in their eyes that they are empty inside. I mean, just look at a picture of Bezos or Zuckerberg or Trump or Pelosi, all of them on Capitol Hill. Look at how empty they are. Look at how dumb they are. You ever just listened to Nancy Pelosi? How do people vote for someone like her? These people are insane, and they're allowed to rule over us? I mean, you, I, to me, I can tell a person's soul by their eyes, m most times. These people are empty, soulless rats. And that's not only proven by their soulless eyes, but their deeds. This impeachment spectacle for sheep is so absurd. I don't know how anyone can stand our government anymore. How are we not revolting by now? I mean, it's disgusting, and things have never been more absurd and infantile in every aspect of government. We don't protest because we think Change might come if Democrats vote harder this time. The campaigns go on for years and years, and the plutocrat agenda never changes, no matter who wins. And most of the scumbags who love the plutocratic system will be reelected, 97% of them. So it's best just to ignore it and just hope for the best, cheapies. Well, you know what? You only get what you give. 
and I'm ready to give my all to fight, to take back our government from the plutocrats and do what's best for the greater good of all. A single bee is ignored, but when millions of them come together, even the biggest and baddest will run in fear. The one thing the plutocrats and their lackeys fear is the day we stand together against them. I think that day may be coming, and we need to be united in one common goal with common demands and solutions. Does that sound crazy to you? For me to have hope for sheepy Americans to finally unite and do their duty of overthrowing this rotten-to-the-core government? Well, I can't help it. I know we need to believe something before we can actually achieve something. I believe we can change because I got the dreamer's disease. So don't give up because you got the music in you. There's one chance left and this world is going to pull through. So give it to me now.
Oh, yeah. That was the New Radicals with You Only Get What You Give from the 1998 album Maybe You've Been Brainwashed Too. The singer who wrote it is named Greg Alexander, and he's exactly my age. So you see, some of us Generation Xers knew everything was bullcrap, even in our 20s. From the age of 10 all the way till the age of 22, uh, people my age, we had, you know, Reagan and Bush rat publican rhetoric and lies for 12 straight years. Then Clinton came and proved there's no difference between the parties other than bullshit rhetoric. Well, a, a few of us figured it out. You know, the rest of us just didn't care or believe the BS. But after the 2000 campaign, when I campaigned for Ralph Nader and saw how nasty Democrats truly were, you know, when they blamed him for Al Gore losing, I became the bitter, angry bastard I am today. <laughs> you know, that y'all have come to know and love, right? Right? Hopefully. <laughs> That song was a big hit, and I usually don't play popular music, but I really like that song. It's awesome. And every time I listen to it, it cheers me up. I loved it from the first time because, you know, that part that goes, Health insurance rip-off lying, FDA big bankers buying, fake computer crashes dining, cloning while they're multiplying. It doesn't make all that much sense, but... You know, it, it reminds me of Y2K. And maybe all of you forgot what happened back then, but they said all computers were going to crash on New Year's Day in the year 2000. And, you know, they said there may be mayhem around the world and power outages, and Godzilla will emerge and destroy Tokyo. <laughs> they called it Y2K, and it was the craziest story I had ever heard up to that point. And, you know, it went away... It, it was a big story, but it went away immediately on January 2nd, the year 2000. You know why? Because nothing happened. You know, I'm not sure if it was all a big hoax. I think it was. But it was very hard to follow or get any alternative information and reports back then. You know, I assume it was a big scam because we wasted tons of money on it, you know, by doing some crap to supposedly prepare for it. But that was all wasted money, taxpayer money. That's what they love to steal. It was so weird. Some people were freaking out about it, like it could be the end of the world. <laughs> but I never trusted anything the media said, even back then in my 20s. And as far as I know, no one ever got to the bottom of it. I, I haven't heard of anything. If anyone knows the real story of Y2K, or if there's a factual, non-biased documentary I could look at, let me know, because I, I don't know. It was just very weird. Anyways, that was a fun and uplifting song, and I hope you enjoyed it. So thank you, New Radicals! Perhaps a new tune written by me will be featured next show, if we don't get canceled, you know, if we're still going here. And I didn't accomplish anything last week, but feeling sorry for myself. And thinking no one wants to hear anything I got to say or sing. Poor me. <laughs> so, no new tune. No new website yet. You know, the downloads for the last show were really low. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It seems like people are tuning out. So, make sure you hit download and give me a like on Podbean so I know you're out there. Well, I was working hard last week in my free time you know, to earn money, to pay the tax rats. And on my free time, I simply wallowed in self-pity and despair. It was a grand pageant of misery. Well, you know, I am the plutocrat fighting bipolar rock and roller. So I guess I better get crap done next time I get the upswing and feel motivated. Now, like I said, I got no funny bits planned, no callers. I'm just going to be serious as hell from now on. So let's get into conspiracy theories now, you know, because it's an important thing. And so is censorship, which I'm going to talk about. Now, a Waking Times article asked, 
Do you believe in conspiracy theories? An FBI report says you're a political domestic terrorist. Okay, well, listen, FBI, does that apply to conspiracy facts as well? Yeah, I'm sure it does. Y'all just mix the crazy comic book conspiracies in with the conspiracy facts to censor everything that exposes truth about our government and corporations. But as long as we believe what the government tells us, then we aren't terrorists and we're good little sheepies. Last August. The FBI has released a 15-page document warning of the dangers of anti-government, identity-based, and fringe conspiracy theories. The law enforcement agency says that these are very likely to motivate some domestic extremists to commit criminal and sometimes violent activity. The document recommended increased social media and web censorship. Hooray! Yep. Just censor anything that challenges the plutocrat narrative. Because the kitties can't handle it. Conspiracies might crack their little minds. And, I don't know, perhaps make them want to revolt like bad sheepies. That's all we are to the ruling elite. Naive, stupid little children that can't and mustn't think for themselves. They tell us what to think, and those who seek alternative views and facts must be stopped. So, censor and ban the stuff that they like to read. I'm not talking about hate speech. The racist and white supremacists are the only ones who might be violent. And we get some of these brainwashed hate heads. They're a disease in our society, and we should watch out for them and try to show them how wrong they are. They really don't care about those assholes so much. They're talking about censorship of true independent investigations that could hurt plutocrat business and politics, you know, like vaccine awareness and geoengineering and the buying of power and $21 trillion stolen and hidden by the Pentagon for black operations like underground military bases and global spraying programs and buying a terrorist proxy army and conducting false flag operations. That's what they don't want you to research. And they will lump it in with hate speech and conspiracy theory to achieve acquiescence to total censorship. Look at how they play on how infantile we are. Since Chumpy Wumpy was elected, they say, the Russians tricked us into voting for the wrong candidate. Now they want to impeach him because he's trying to cheat again to win the next election. So they're basically saying the people are so freaking stupid, they're going to fall for Russian mind control memes on Facebook and will end up voting for the wrong guy again if he isn't impeached. We are treated as mentally handicapped children, and we prove them right. Time and time again, by still playing along with the great charade of democracy, the FBI believes the Internet causes anti-government theories to spread. What? Really? I thought we used carrier pigeons still, you freaking morons. The Internet brings people together in forums, on social media, in private online chat rooms, and via email. <gasps> Oh boy, you better not email me at the plutocracy report at gmail.com anymore, right? This document released by the FBI seems to consider that this is part of the problem. <gasps> so they will use righty fringe freaks, comic book conspiracies as examples and justification for total censorship. I mean, in this document, they list QAnon and Pizzagate and the New World Order and various child sex trafficking ring theories and racial extremists as the reason for censorship. You notice how obsessed these righty fringe freaks are over pedophilia? I mean, that Epstein rat who was the pimp for the plutocrats is very disturbing and disgusting. But six sociopathic rich pricks, you know, they can have anything they want, so they crave the forbidden things, like, uh, you know, having young chicks when they, they shouldn't. It's in their nasty nature to want what they shouldn't have. You know, it's nothing new. And it's not hard to figure out. But they have to make crap up and say, 
You know, they're sacrificing babies to drink their blood. And liberals want more abortions because they eat the baby parts. You know, after they take fingerprints to make fake birth certificates to have illegal aliens vote for Democrats. (laughs) But what really pisses me off about righty fringe freaks is they never say they want a revolution and end plutocracy and institute a people's egalitarian government. You know, because they love free market capitalism. And they think if we just arrest the liberal... (laughs) <laughs> the liberal elite pedophiles and lock up Bill and Hillary Clinton and George Soros, everything will be fine then. We'll have the freest free markets in the world. <laughs> so these freaks are useless people in my opinion, but you don't even have to censor their comic book conspiracy crap because any rational person knows it's either half-truths or total BS. We can think for ourselves, and we should. The true goal is they want to stop the rational voices of truth and revolution. Like mine! (laughs) This is how they define conspiracy theory. A conspiracy theory is an attempt to explain events or circumstances as a result of a group of actors working in secret to benefit themselves at the expense of others. Conspiracy theories typically allege wrongdoing by powerful others, For example, public officials, business executives, scientists, or societally marginalized groups. For example, Muslims and Jews! (laughs) And are most prevalent among individuals with extreme political views. Some conspiracy theories point to weak circumstantial evidence, but ignore strong evidence that would refute their claims. Oh boy! You know, these conspiracy people are crazy. You know, as if rich business executives and politicians would ever conspire for personal gain? That's crazy. It never happens. Just censor censor it all and protect us, oh, benevolent government agencies. We're too stupid to figure things out on our own. While some of the theories mentioned are pretty far-fetched, the First Amendment protects free speech. And that includes conspiracy theories. Most people who believe that there are pedophiles in our government who question the official reports of heinous events will never become violent. But now it appears they may become targets of suspicion based on their thought crimes. So if you are aware, for example, that the events of 9-11 were a pre-planned false flag event, you are a thought criminal and a danger to the state and the sheepy society. So always remember, my friends, critical thinkers are the true enemy of the state. And now you know why comic book conspiracies and racists are so important to the state. Because they are used as a reason for total censorship. Let's not let this happen. As I told you, it has already begun. I mean, you can't find geoengineering watch in a web search anymore. And all the people I used to look at and do research, it, it just won't come up in, in searches anymore. I can't do research like I used to by using search engines like Google. I think they're also aware of my assertion that we can organize a massive revolution on social media. And they want everything monitored and censored to prevent that as things get worse for apathetic, sheepy Americans. Ah, crap, I'm running out of time, but check this out real quick. The YouTube CEO, which is some Polish woman whose name I find hard to pronounce, proudly stated, We've cut the amount of time Americans watch controversial content by 70%. Wojcicki (laughs) told... 60 Minutes at Google employs 10,000 people to focus on controversial content. She describes their schedule, which includes time for therapy. Oh, nice, because, you know, it must be so tough to do that job. (laughs) Good Lord. Well, Leslie Stahl said, There are reports that the monitors are beginning to buy the conspiracy theories. (laughs) Oh, boy. What does that mean? 
some of them might not get a flu shot now, right? Because they learned some truth. <gasps> what are we going to do? We got to stop that. The Polish lady answered, what we really had to do was tighten our enforcement of that to make sure we're catching everything. And we use a combination of people and machines. Oh, my God. This is really horrible. All right. I'm out of time again, and I still had a lot more to tell you about. So I'll save it for next show. Like, I want to talk about how geoengineering and pharmacology is the same mentality. So that'll be something to look forward to in the next show. But now before I go, I want to present to, to you a thought that I've been kicking around in my head. Is the human race prone to self-destruction? Is it in our nature to destroy everything, including our own lives? Well, I think this is the new notion they're going to try to convince of, us of, you know, as things get worse, because they want us to remain hopeless. They're going to say there is a human impulse to destroy ourselves. You know, why else would people smoke cigarettes? Yeah, and why would we allow plutocrats to lead us to omnicide? It's just our nature to destroy everything. Just accept human nature and enjoy the extinction event. The, you know, it's just a natural outcome of human nature. Well, don't believe that crap, my friends. We are a result of our cultural programming, and we can change our ways immediately if we so choose. So don't give up and don't give in to plutocrat propaganda or defeatists as long as we still draw breath. We must fight for sanity and humanity. Until next time, absorb and radiate love, my friends. I'm Vince Marcanti wishing you a pleasant Christmas consumption time, and I hope you don't take part in it. This was the Plutocracy Report, Show 55. Until next time, boo There must be someone